you know what movie I'm really sad we won't get to see this year that's not coming out till next no, year no wait 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 wait. start over again because i don't <laughs> i don't want the part of me saying start the show no no i this is a joke oh <laughs> <laughs> okay what is it the ninth fast and furious movie stop. i'm so excited stop it I can't even stop i can't it. even kid about that you know how you know how much how my 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 desire to see those movies. When I saw the fifth one, I was like, "Okay, that's actually the best, probably the best Fast one in the five, series." Fast Five was the best was by a, far. It was honestly, it was so entertaining. A great movie. Yeah, very entertaining. And then I saw the sixth one, and I was like, "I might severely lose interest in these movies with each subsequent one that they decide to make." And then I and saw then the Furious seventh one. Seven was just, ugh. and then Fate of the Furious. Ugh! It just left a bad taste in my mouth, dude. <laughs> So I've, I was so you're sad. T- you're telling me that you don't think that... What is it even going to be called? Just nine? <laughs> They've uh, run out of choices. On my computer, it just says F9. Great. Which is also a command key on a computer. So, you Great. know, real creative uh, marketing and branding there. No, I am not excited at all for that movie. And nor am I no. disappointed I don't get to see it this year. Was it supposed to come out this year? I think Yeah, I think it was supposed to come out in like May. So that was one of the well, first to get to get chopped. Thank God for that. <laughs> We're not missing out. <laughs> oh man. So on this third episode of our podcast, we're talking about movies were uh that we missed out on in 2020 that we're hopefully looking forward to seeing next year. Yeah, dude. You know this um this whole COVID situation really really put threw... a damper on all of our yeah. movie plans for the summer. It was pretty sad because we had a huge huge list of things and even on weeks where we didn't have a movie we were going to see there was a new movie we were probably going to see anyway so that was just overall and don't get me wrong exciting the 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 releases from earlier in the year weren't terrible no i was was pretty happy with a lot of them but that's yeah that almost it makes it more sad because this was shaping up to be a good year for i I think so i mean we had seen what the last two movies we saw were the Way Back and The Hunt, mm-hmm. both surprisingly better than I thought they were going to be, both of them equally. And honestly, The Way Back is one of the best movies I've seen oh, this yeah. year. Oh, yeah. It was really, really well, good. And even before that, Invisible Man, uh, just oh, a dude. week before. We that's saw right, those We Man. saw those three in three consecutive weeks. Yep, that's right. And then after The Way Back, that was the last one we got to see. Man, we saw those three in a row, and I was thinking, this is going to be a banner year for film. Mm-hmm. And now, uh, not really. And so that was what mid March, and we yeah. waited until so after the hunt was going to be probably the top movie on my list, which is a Quiet Place Part Two. Yeah, that was what was the next film we were going to see. Now delayed until next April. So I mean, it they pushed it back a full year from its original release date. Yeah, that's and actually that was. I think that was probably the one I was most excited for for the year. Maybe oh, out, yeah. maybe next to Tenet, but mm-hmm. they did such a good job with the first Quiet Place. Oh yeah, John Krasinski just knocked it out of the park. Oh, hundred percent. And so yeah, yeah, it sucks. And I was kind of surprised that they didn't try to do a, they didn't try to push it back to the fall or push it back to you know right. Christmas time. Some right. of those other release periods they just went straight for just went straight for, for next for april yeah i was also um i think when we knew that that movie wasn't gonna get a um like a vod release i think that's when i knew not a single not a single huge studio movie like that is gonna get 
straight because some movies that were supposed to be released in theaters got VOD releases. Yeah, but none of them had the the um, the I don't know the hype behind it. None of none of the movies they've released to VOD had any sort of hype that a movie like this did. Yeah, and that's why that's why Tenant waited. I'm glad Tenant Tenant did it right. Tenant waited for the perfect time when theaters were ready to reopen and they had plans set in place. But it just, man, yeah, here in a quiet place wasn't going to come out until April of next year was pretty, uh, pretty brutal. That well, said, and that though, was one of the first two that decided to push it yes, back. Right. Um, right. And that kind of set the tone, especially coming from one of the bigger production companies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and really even with tenant coming out, in theaters eventually Warner Bros basically pushed everything back to next year. Yes, that they was, did. Yeah. They weren't they just weren't going right. to try to to Warner set Brothers new dates just, for anything. Yeah, they just did a full stop push everything back basically and I think almost every movie that they had coming out got pushed back a year. Yeah, except for like there I think there are some that were coming out next year that they didn't push back. Like I'm pretty sure the Batman was always originally intended to come out in 2021. Mhm. And there might be a couple more but for mo- for most part, everything this year was an in- an entire year, and if it was larger profile than what was going to be in that spot for them the next year, those movies also got pushed back. Yeah. So what I wonder too is how much of that is due to they knew that they were going to lose money off of it, mm-hmm. and how much of it was due to the production schedule getting thrown off. Right. Because I know right. um, what I had heard is with Tenet. Um, a lot of the editing firms that Chris Nolan works with are um, in Europe. And so he was used to kind of working remotely on, on post-production stuff anyway. Mm -hmm. So it didn't really mess up his schedule. It didn't really affect, yeah. But I know for, for some, and this applies to TV shows too, some of them weren't able to do their post-production. So even if they were Mm -hmm. done filming, the editing couldn't get done. Editing couldn't. Um, And then I know, with with the Batman, and I think that was coming out later anyway, but they're yeah. still filming. Um, mm-hmm. And so there's some movies that had to just stop filming completely and then pick up later on. Right, um, right. But something that I wish um, some studios would have at least considered is mm-hmm. releasing VOD and then still doing a theatrical doing release a theatrical, later. Right. Because I, I guarantee they would have had the audience for the theatrical release whenever right. that was. They didn't have to they didn't really have to put a lot of work into mm-hmm. releasing VOD. People would buy it. Yeah. And then those same people would probably see it again in theaters oh, if it's 100%. a movie that they liked anyway. Well, Mulan the Disney kind of did that with Mulan, but yeah. they did it like you could pay to to buy. Like you didn't you didn't rent it. Like um King of Staten Island, Judd Apatow's movie was a a, a pay to rent. Yeah. You paid twenty bucks and you got to rent it for I think twenty four hours. But like Disney's Mulan they did thirty dollars, and it was that was it. You owned the movie, but they also yeah. did a theatrical release. I think there's you got to have a little medium between those two ideas. Like you got to have, I think you do you pay to rent for VOD, and then also release later on. So you you let yeah. people see it if they want to see it, you know, at, in the comfort of their homes. But then you also give them the option, you know, saying, hey, six months from now this will be in theaters if you want the theater going experience. Right. Well, and it was kind of weird too the way that King of Staten Island did it because mm-hmm. they released VOD at the same time that 
theaters were starting to reopen. Oh, I remember that. And their movie got sent to the theaters that yeah, were open. Some, a and, bunch of drive-in theaters, yeah. And, yeah, a bunch of drive-in theaters, and people were buying tickets because mm-hmm. it was one of the first movies yep. coming out in theaters right. of the summer. Um, and then they pulled it the day of its release yeah. because they only wanted it VOD. And I didn't quite understand that. Um, right. Because they're not losing anything by allowing some people to see it in theaters. Right. It's not going to take away from their VOD release. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was just kind of a strange way that they decided to handle that whole yeah, situation. It was, that was so weird. That was bizarre. You, I remember you sending me the article. I think a variety. It was a variety article or something like that. And yeah, I started reading it. That is just, that is probably the worst way they could have handled that situation. Honestly, probably that probably turned a ton of people away. From even wanting to think about seeing that movie. Yeah, well, the people that bought tickets to see that in and a for theater. The, the theater owners, too, oh, that yeah. you sent it out to. Like, drive-in movies already are struggling. Well, theaters in general. Theaters even, in general Even are the struggling. bigger companies are right. struggling. And to do, yeah, to pull something like that was, man, that was rough. So, Quiet Place Part 2, for sure the most, the, the biggest movie I think we missed. Because, for me, that movie was a sure thing. Yeah. I, I mean... There was a very, very far-fetched chance that it was going to be bad. The rest of the movies I we didn't that we missed out on that we didn't get to see in 2020 mostly are movies that I'm unsure of. Yeah, I agree are with that. Like like uh, the new Top Gun movie. I think with Top Gun though they got a I mean obviously they got a great cast because Tom Cruise is still in it. Yeah, awesome. And um, the director and writers they picked up I think are a good choice for that movie. I think they'll fit well. But I mean, like for for other movies, like did you see the ever see the trailer for Spiral, the new Saw movie? Yeah, I did. That's produced by um, uh, Chris Rock. Yes, and he's also yeah, starring he's, he's in, it. in it. Yeah, yeah, and he like did a treatment for the screenplay. I was very very much looking forward to seeing that this year, and that's one of the ones that got you know it got pushed back until I think it got pushed back a full year because I'm pretty sure it's under Warner Brothers label i'm not 100 percent sure yeah. about that but it, it got pushed back to next may and i mean that that was at the top of my list purely because i like the first saw film i liked how original it was and it was just it's kind of unique it's not a great movie there's a lot of flaws with it but i always liked um i always liked how unique it was it just felt different in terms of horror and then i saw the trailer for this and i saw that chris rock was attached to it and he was helping with the screenplay and he produced the film and that just, I don't know, it got me excited. It got me thinking, well, maybe there's going to be another good Saw movie Maybe again. something new. Yeah. Because that world is so interesting to have that kind of that kind of serial killer in that world um, of, of Jigsaw. It was always intriguing. And then, you know, Saws 2 through whatever, 900 were just absolute, you know, dumpster fires of movies. Yeah. And then they drop a trailer for Spiral and you think, okay, well, maybe they're they trying. Might, they might be onto something Maybe again. they're trying to reel it back in a little bit. Yeah. Um, so that's one of the movies that really has me interested, not necessarily thinking like that or that'll be good. I know that's going to be good because like I said, a quiet place part two and probably top gun were two movies where I thought these are going to be really good. Yeah. And we didn't, you know, we missed out on those this year. I was excited for, for top gun to see, I think it's called top gun Maverick. Yes. Um, yeah. To see what it could be. Um, mm-hmm. I, to be honest with you, I think a sequel is long overdue, long overdue. Um, I, that's one of my, fa- the original is one of my favorite movies of all time. So I was excited for it just to right. see what kind of, what they were going to bring to it the second time when mm-hmm. they had 
more resources for it when they could right. do what they want mm-hmm. um, backed by uh, a big production company. Um, but I think pushing it back to next year um, is not the worst idea. Um, that's now set to release July of 2021. Right. So they're getting that summer slot again by doing that. Right. And I think that was smart, at least for them. If they're going to push a movie like that back, mm-hmm. um, a big budget sequel, everybody's kind of been waiting for it. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm glad they didn't settle on like a Christmas release or right. um, or even early next spring. They got the, the release slot that they wanted. That they wanted. Yeah. It sucks that we have to wait for a year. Right. Um, and of course, there were there were probably ways around that. Right. right. Um, but I think the way that they timed it out is probably mm-hmm. for for their best interest. Right. At least. Well, because, yeah, because Top Gun Maverick, it's not going to. It's not a movie that's trying to be like an Oscar contender. It's trying to be a, a blockbuster. And you yeah. release blockbusters in June through September. That is yep. that is when you want your blockbuster out there because that's when people are constantly having enough time to be able to get out there and go to the movies. Mm-hmm. To, you know, take a day in the summer. Kids aren't in school. Let's go see a movie. And Top Gun is Top Gun is one of those movies that has so much nostalgic energy behind it that people who saw it in the eighties, you know, thirty years ago are now grown-up adults, probably with kids that are around the right age to see a movie like that. Yeah. And that is going to that is gonna drive so many people to go and see that movie. I think that just the pure nostalgia alone, not let, let alone the fact that, you know, you got Tom Cruise in a movie. It's a, you know, big budget, you know, kind of war slash action film, which is already brings a bunch of people to the theater anyway. But you got that, you got that first film. You had the OG Top Gun going hey yeah we existed back in the 80s we're coming back again yeah you don't want to, you don't want to release a movie like that in november when theaters just start opening back up right and i think what kind of works in their favor is that obviously they've waited so long for a sequel anyway right. pushing it back a year is not going to throw a big wrench in their plans it's no. just a matter of time it's just yeah it's just the fact that you have to wait a, but time man when you when you see trailers for movies those trailers come out a year before the movie comes out anyway. Yeah. It's just, it's, it, and I think in the grand scheme of things, they probably feel like it's not really adding that much time to the wait because people have already been waiting for it. Yeah. Well, you know? and they can kind of play it to their advantage. Um, that oh, yeah. people have been waiting for it. Even, right. I mean, we saw that with the hunt this spring. Of course, mm-hmm. that was delayed oh, yeah. for much different reasons. But they just took True. that and, and ran with it. Oh, the yeah. fact that they oh, yeah. kept people waiting and. What was the tagline? It was like, um, Oh man, the movie everyone's talking about and it hasn't even been released yet. Yeah. Something like that. They they played into that perfectly. They the I can't remember who um who distributed that movie, but their their marketing plan for that movie was brilliant. Yeah. Absolutely. That was one of the best ways they could have released that movie. And they released it at a perfect time too. They just barely missed the mark. Yeah. One of the ones um that I was thinking of is Candyman, um, one mm, of the new mm-hmm. horror movies that was going to come out. Yeah, I haven't seen when their new release is. Um, it may it may be this year, um, but it seems like that's one of the ones that could suffer from having to be pushed back a year. Um, yeah, for sure. They really ramped up their um, their advertisements and their trailers and everything. Right, like right. months before they were supposed mm-hmm. to release. That's not that. one that people had been waiting for a really long time for they didn't right. start really um 
and that's that's kind of a common theme with horror film. Usually, horror films marketing is a little different yeah. than like a big budget blockbuster because horror films is a little still a little bit more of a niche genre. Right. It doesn't. It's not exactly like it doesn't adhere to a larger group of people. Mm-hmm. So usually with horror films, you see announcements a little bit closer to the release date. Right, and I think that's part of why um, timing <clears throat> matters so much for oh for releases absolutely, like that. Yeah, especially I mean, Candyman is a remake. Mm-hmm. Um, but I kind of had high hopes for it the second time around. I did too. Um, hopefully they're able to still get the, the audience that they, that they want and they deserve right, for, right. for their new release. But, um, films like that, that kind of relied on the timing, mm-hmm. um, that were very intentional about when they released trailers right, and, right. and things like that, they could suffer a little bit, um, in the box office. Okay. It looks like, yeah, it was supposed to be released this year, but it, they did delay it to sometime in 2021. Um, I'm not sure what day exactly. Um, but yeah, I mean, one of the things that was really promising about this was Jordan Peele was attached to it. Yeah. And ever since, you know, ever since Get Out, if Jordan Peele's attached to a horror, something horror related, it's done well. There's a good chance it's going to be done well and it's going to be at least interesting enough to check out. Not all of them have, not all of what he's been behind has been great. Um, but still, I mean, there's so much intrigue behind his name now because he's got, he's got that. Right and thing he was he was well known before he right. entered right filmmaking in sketch and comedy huge exactly and huge name in sketch comedy but what's so intriguing about him is his background mm-hmm. as as a comedian right um right. and that he didn't let that he didn't let himself be put in a box for mm-hmm. making films mm-hmm. he knew kind of the vision he had for it and and not to say that um, every comedian can be good at making films, but that's part of what is exciting about, um, Chris Rock being attached to spiral is that somebody branching out of their own genre because he's done, he's done comedies forever. Mm -hmm. Um, but, uh, someone branching out of their own genre, putting a new spin, hopefully on stories, maybe that we've heard before, but of course, Jordan Peele, um, it was exciting to see, um, what he may be doing with, a reboot right um, because his others were original stories as far as i know mm-hmm. um so that kind of so, adds to the yeah. excitement but hopefully that means that they can still bring in audiences that they were right that they were hoping for right. originally so kind of on that track too i don't know if you had did you see the um the rebooted halloween movie came out i think in 2017 no i didn't so it's kind of in the same vein though so it is directed by david gordon green and one of the co-writers is Danny McBride, mm-hmm. purely known for comedy. Yeah. And both of these guys, uh, David Gordon Green's directed action movie. He's directed a few different genres, but he's never dipped his toes into horror. And obviously Danny McBride is a comedian. They, you know, they both got attached to a, a reboot of Halloween. That's a continuation of the original film. Okay. Um, super successful, made a lot of money, got good reviews. Halloween Kills, the sequel was set to come out this October. That was another one that got pushed back. And it's another one of those movies where it's just taking a genre that people are usually not as um, excited about. Mm-hmm. You know, horror genres are, have all... The, the genre itself has always had kind of a smaller following compared to others. But then you get people like like Jordan Peele, like Chris Rock, like Danny McBride. These names are, you go, know, these guys don't do... These guys don't do horror. Yeah. And then they've done things in the genre that have been successful. The only one we haven't seen be successful yet is Chris Rock, but he still has so much popularity behind him that it, it, it creates enough intrigue to want to see it. 
Right. He'll he'll draw in audiences just because he's Chris right. Rock. But you I mean you've you've had all these people who aren't normally in this kind of vein of filmmaking getting attached to all these films and you've seen a little bit of success from each of them now and it's you know it creates excitement. It makes me excited to see movies they do in those genres. And you know a lot of them are are now not happening this year. I don't know what much else is coming out this year. I think um uh, the biggest the biggest one I can think of, the only one I can really remember is Dune. That's like the only big budget movie I think that's coming out the rest of this year. Yeah, I think you're right. I think there will be other smaller releases, like, you know, smaller smaller budgeted films. But I don't think, I mean, I'm looking at this list here and I'm not seeing anything big that's going to, I mean, pretty much everything is pushed back to March, starting to starting in March of next year. Um, yeah, Dune. Soul, that's a Pixar movie, is coming out in November. Oh, um, the new James Bond movie, No Time to Die. That's right. one that people are lucking out to see in, in 2020. Like that, I yeah. think. Oh, and Black Widow, but. Okay. Who, I, don't, I don't think we needed to see Black Widow anyway. gives but, a flying. F- but you're, <laughs> you're, you're Black right. Widow. Um, Black Widow will be releasing this year as far and as And it'll I know. be a huge movie, and a lot of people They'll will go see it. And it'll make it. a lot of money and. It'll be a waste of our time. We'll um, probably watch it. Oh yeah, we'll go see it. Of un- course. Unfortunately, I'm so excited. I'm not excited for that movie at all. It's so pointless. I, we'll, we'll get it. We don't need it. We're, we're, we're that's getting, a, that's we're for getting, another day. We're getting sidetracked. <coughs> but yeah, I think other than those movies, I mean, there's a dude. This list is so long. Ooh, um, did you see? Um, did you see the new Godzilla and King Kong movies? Um, I saw the new Godzilla movie, the the first one that came out. What like, was it, 2015, 2016? Yeah, it might have even been like 2014. Yeah. It was, it's been a while. It's been like six years now. In that time frame. Right. Um, so Godzilla vs. Kong is coming out next year as well. That was originally slated to come out in November. Um, looks like they got a summer release too, so that's probably going to work out really well for that That movie. might actually be better for it them. It might be better and for it. That's a movie built for summertime too oh 100 percent. especially because it's an americanized version of you know a property that wasn't originally owned by an american company right so of course it's going to be bigger and more action heavy and have less of the the uh subcontext that the original stories might have had um anyway looking forward to that one for sure yeah um god i just keep there's a new venom movie coming out this is what this I'm, just, says. I'm just I'm just over here shaking my head. I don't want to. You know what the first Venom movie? Oh my gosh! Not good. I had I had high hopes for that Venom. Yeah. Venom is such a cool character. Oh yeah. In the Marvel universe, absolutely. Tom Hardy is a premier actor at this point in his career. Right. I they oh, could yeah. have done so much better, and they did such a than, disservice to him to the character. We won't get into that either. I think we've pretty much covered all the movies we're sad we missed in 2020. But hey, at least they're still coming. Hopefully, hopefully they don't have to keep pushing them back. Yeah. Well, I think that um, depending on how well Tenet does at the box office, which so far, at least worldwide, is oh is my gosh. killing it. Worldwide, it's killing it. They're yeah. they're doing awesome at the box office. I think it's going to encourage, um, mm-hmm. especially the bigger studios that 
they can release their stuff in theaters and they're still going to make a profit. They're still going to get the viewership that they want. Yeah. Um, So hopefully the dates that are set now are the ones that will stay set. I can't really blame the studios for pushing their films back, especially especially the bigger blockbusters. Oh, yeah. They want those prime slots. They Mm -hmm. want to release in summertime. Mm -hmm. So much about how much money you make and your box office success is tied to when you release. And it's tied to how many more movies you can get out of the... Like, you know, um, A Quiet Place 2 was possible because A Quiet Place was so successful and it made a lot of money and people liked it. Yeah, exactly. And if you're, if you know, if you if you don't time that right, if you don't time that the way they time that, you might not have a quiet place too. Luckily, John Krasinski is a genius, and he made a good movie that people actually went out and saw. But shout out to people for seeing that movie because there are a <laughs> lot of great movies with big budgets that people don't see, or just a lot of great movies in general that people don't see, and then you don't get to see any more of that property anymore. And it's, yeah, you know, it's kind of sad. Well, and I have a feeling um, that they're gonna do the sequel right there's a lot of there's a lot of movies that mess up the sequel yeah i have very high hopes for a quiet place i do too. already it's at the top of my list for next year 100 percent um wish i didn't have to wait so long for it but hey you know what take what you can get right that's right all right man i think we should wrap it up here ready to wrap it up yep sweet well thank you for watching if you enjoyed this video be sure to subscribe hit the like button leave us a comment Go check out our podcast. This will also be there, the uncut, unedited version. I don't think we're going to have to edit much out of this one. It was a lot shorter than our other ones. Uh, Be sure to leave that five-star review there, too. Um, Just let us know what you think. Appreciate it. Boom. Number two of the day, baby.